Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Blackman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. It is episode number 235 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are actually back. Oh man, 1600 Bucks Lair Place. Mm -hmm. The beautiful Bucketorium, not quite as awesome as 188. Chandler, Chandler Penthouse. Penthouse. I love uh, that name, by the way. It, oh, doesn't it always feel really weird when we podcast somewhere else and then come back to the studio? Mm -hmm. It feels like, I don't know, it feels like you got really drunk and did some dumb shit, and then you're, like, trying to live with it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly what happens most of the time anyway. So. Yeah, it, yeah, it is exactly what happened. It's tough out here, you know? It was uh, it was cool, dude. Yeah, we, uh, we got to get together with uh, the boys from uh, uh, Big Time and then TJ and Brady from The Virtue. It was a, a great time. If you're listening to this right now, what probably happened is you saw the newest Carbon TV episode, or debut, I'd say newest, but it is technically the newest. It's the very first one we've done. It's our pilot. It's awesome. We're glad we've got a lot of good responses back. Go ahead and check that out if you haven't already. Yeah, it's episode one. We're talking about what we're doing and a little future plans, and our boys from Wishboard Outdoors, Jordan and Nate, were on, and... Uh, 
you know, t- to cover about like what they do and and all our friendship and how we got to all know each other. It's it's a good roll in to our Carbon TV series. Um, that one will be the next episode will be out. Uh, not this coming Monday. They're out every other Monday, so you get a week to listen to the regular audio podcast in between. So we got a lot planned. Also, we will be at. If you're listening to this podcast on release date, we will be at Deerfest this weekend. It's official. We're actually going to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be in the uh, the big time booth. So uh, Josh McDaniels just texted me, asked if we were going. I'm like, uh, uh, the fucking boys are, but I'm not. I'm like, uh, yep. So if you're at Deerfest, lurk around the big time booth for a little while, and you'll see us. You'll see uh, probably Steve first. Yeah, I'll be tiptoeing in my Jordans. Do I got to put you on mute yet? Mute yet? Or uh, no? I, did, I just I'm trying to pop Tyler. I'm trying to get him to laugh. You gonna put him on mute? 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 I'm not moot? talking about fucking Jordans. Hey, I'm just saying, dude. Uh, it's gonna be. I hear it's gonna be a great time. They say there's never been. Last year, I remember watching it. They have like a celebrity um, hunting celebrity sh- archery shoot off. Uh, Lindsey Ways were in it with Bud Fisher last year. I Good thing we're not that. shooting in that. No. Yeah. I mean, we, we win. That's why. I mean, we'd, we'd, we'd wipe the floor. So, <laughs> I mean, good. facts are facts, bro, you know? I'm, I feel it, man. Anyway, you got a veteran shout-out, man? I do got a veteran shout-out. Do it. Pull it up. Do it. I should up? add do in, it. if you're not aware, go ahead. I'll let you do it. I didn't feel you'd have it up that quick. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> shout-out this Savage. week is, uh, is going to be Keegan Morse. Uh, he was a Marine. Uh, sent, to, sent in by your buddy Kevin Dye. Kevin's good shit, too. Uh, Keegan is a good friend of mine. This is going to be his first year bow hunting. Awesome. Uh, Kevin says, I shot indoor league over the winter with him, and we are going to shoot another league starting at the end of the month. He has great potential to be a really good archer. I would like to thank him uh, for our freedom and uh, for his service to our country. We want to do the same, Keegan. Thank you for your service to, ooh, service to this country. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. We could not do this podcast in English without you. That's right. That's right. Submit a veteran shout-out, workingclassbowhunter.com. Hit the contact tab. Uh, this podcast is presented by, the show in general is presented by Scent Crusher. Uh, we're very proud of that. We have a great relationship with the great people at Scent Crusher and the great people at Rubline Marketing. Uh, the showcase product from Scent Crusher this week is the um, the Ozone Gear Bag. And we talk about those a lot, but we live out of them during hunting season. It uh, really changes the game for me on scent control if you're hanging stands midday and if you're like me your hunting property is nowhere close to your house you don't got to run home to shower if you're stinky you can wipe yourself off you know because you know take a horse bath if you will and then ozone your clothes a what a horse bath yes okay never heard that <laughs> no, <laughs> i've never heard that before. you could probably fit yourself in there and turn it on for a little just bit poke your head out yep. And just yep. yeah you could do that <laughs> yeah dude the gear bags the uh, bag's fucking huge well, perfect example. In, I don't know if Steve will fit in there, but no, the roller bag big. might. But not you'll be surprised bag. at how big they are. Uh, perfect example. Our buddy Tyler, that's in here, just kind of hanging out, and he's not on a mic today. He was talking about. Uh, well, yesterday, we were talking about what scent suit I'm using. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm using a scent suit, but really now with the ozone technology and the benefit and, and the way that scent crusher can package ozone so you can apply it during your hunt it's kind of less of a concern you can kind of wear you can wear anything and, and make it scent free um especially with the field unit but yeah check out the ozone gear bag scentcrusher.com uh good stuff we got a cabela's article or uh what is this cabela's uh, cabela's magazine cabela's, yeah. cabela's um the fall edition they got all the whole page of scent crusher goodies even the the new field units so check those out uh, also, Elite Archery. Our ritual should be here. They're supposed to be here today. I was pretty sad that they weren't. I know. We could get a knock on the door during this podcast. 
Might have to Kurt's pause looking it. out the window right now. <laughs> Not here yet. <laughs> no. Fuck. Uh, we got our own. There'll be pictures up. Our own special edition rituals, if you will. Uh, they're. I've only seen photos. We haven't seen them in person. They look amazing. We'll uh, we'll release that when we get them. Thank you to everyone at Elite Archery, Jeff yeah. Southall, Larry McCoy, everyone, the whole family, just great people, the big homies. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, this podcast also brought to you by HHA. It's getting to the point where you better be having your bow dialed in. Um, we're we're patiently waiting for ours so we can get our get bows in. in before these hunts we got coming up. Yeah, we're uh, Kurt's going taking his uh, his bow out on an elk hunt. Big public uh, piece out in Colorado, and mm-hmm. uh, you got to have gear that you depend on. And I, I know I've bashed my kingpin a lot, and it's still functioning really, really well. I mean, it doesn't look too bad. It's all made in America, namely Wisconsin. Go ahead and check it out if you guys, uh, if you guys are interested too, and you need a rest. The Virtus got you covered. The Virtus has got you covered. Plus, two point two percent of every Virtus rest sold goes back to veterans charities. So you can feel good knowing that. So you got to get that bow set up pretty quick because deer season is, as we're speaking, 60 days away. Oh, exactly two months. It's, it's super scary. But yeah. Also, yeah. save you guys some money if you guys are interested in ethics archery inserts for your arrows. WCB gets you 10% off all ethics products. And if you're looking for a new trail cam or a cell trail cam, WCBH10 gets you 10% off all sniper hunting products. So check that out. All right. Now that we got that out of the way. Thanks for Let's thanks everyone for the it. support. Uh, it's been a big week for us. Uh, Carbon launched an episode the other day, and another one this week. So it's been a know, busy week. Carbon and two audio episodes. Uh, so yeah, thanks everyone for your support. We really appreciate it. And uh, this episode is going to be a fun one. Um, we're going to talk about Wild Edge products, what they are, but we're also going to touch on saddle hunting. Saddle hunting is a topic that I've been wanting to save for a full episode, and we're I'll, I'm I'm going to have Andrew. Sp- speak on it and see if he can transform me i already like aspects of it um i've researched it a little bit it's a really it's a cool way to hunt it's a different way to hunt it's people are kind of like i don't know about that and then some people are like dude that's the best thing that's how i am right i've never done it before and i'm kind of like yeah i don't know i just i don't know what is saddle hunting or should i wait for the episode oh we'll get into it we'll get into it there's a it's you can see if you're listening to this episode you can tell by the cover art there's a I think that's Andrew in a saddle yeah. hunting. Yeah, there it is. Boom. I know what it is. I was just playing along. Well, some people might not know. But well, they're anyway. about to find out then, aren't they? Yep. Anyway, don't forget, we'll get in the episode here. Carbon TV, check that out. Sign up, free account. Follow us up on there. Uh, support us. Share it up if you can. And DeerFest this weekend. Hopefully, we'll see you there. If you do see us, fucking come yell at us. We'll uh, If we got the time, we'll throw you on a podcast. Yeah, or you might catch these hands, one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> I hope someone comes up and just lays your ass out. Dude, that piece of shit? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Don't ask Steve if he wants a box for those because he'll... Uh... <laughs> All right, let's get in this episode before it gets too wild. All right, on the phone with us from Wild Edge, we have the saddle hunting expert, Mountain Drew Walter. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good, guys. How you doing? Good. Good, good. I'm not even going to react to that. All right, cool. We're good. <laughs> he's listening to our show. He's like, not, yeah, not he's buying like, it, like, nah, no selling it. <laughs> no selling it. What's up, man? Tell us where you're from and, and who you are and why the hell you're on our podcast. Because I'm curious why yeah, I forgot. I don't, I don't know why either. <laughs> yeah, I asked myself the same thing, but... uh I'm uh, my name is Drew Walter. I'm the president and owner of Wild Edge Incorporated. Uh, we sell the step ladder climbing system, and I'm from East Adam, Connecticut. 
we do have deer in Connecticut. Um, not big deer like you guys have out there, but we do have deer. So, dude, you're from uh, you got we got to hook you up with our buddy D Rock and the boys from CT Bow Hunting. He's in the dirty water. Oh yeah, where's he at? Uh, Waterbury. Yeah, Waterbury. He calls oh, it the dirty oh. water. Oh yeah, that's rough down there. That's rough. Down <laughs> there. Uh, I'm in like the most rural part of Connecticut, so I'm right on the Connecticut River. We're basically the last farms in Connecticut around here, but very uh, cool. definitely not definitely not Waterbury. Cool. Well, uh, he, he talks about how rough it is. He uh, yeah, he calls it the dirty water, which I think is hilarious. Oh, what shout out to him by the way, uh, official Pope and Young measure. Yeah, yep. yeah, he's a. Yep. Uh, Oh yeah, listener, and just became a really good friend of ours. And I'm a I'm a Pope and Young measure, and um, he applied, and I wrote him a letter of reference, and yeah, he went to Anchorage and took a course, and he uh, passed with flying colors, which I knew he would. But pretty cool. So we got to set you up with him. He's he's a really good guy. Yeah, absolutely. He's got a team of bow hunters out that way in Connecticut. That he uh, I don't know if he's a part of it or what the whole full blown situation is, but he. He's uh he's buddies with this team that's I think it's just called CT Bowhunters. I think he's the head honcho and they're all his cronies. Yeah, that's probably right. That's probably right. <laughs> so from Connecticut, man. So tell us what Wild Edge is and, and what you guys do. Just get people uh, an understanding of what it is. And we'll go in uh, into detail. Well, uh, Wild Edge it kind of started when uh, well, it started when I was fourteen. Really, if you want to go back that far, I I grew up with the inventor of the step ladder. His name was Jim Step. I grew up hunting with him since I was yeah. 13 14 year old kid he invented the steps because he lost his leg in vietnam so needed a way he he was a welder his whole life fabricator inventor so he designed the steps so that he could use his prosthetic leg and still climb a tree and put both feet on a step and bring his good leg up one at a time opposed to alternate steps oh damn so he you know we started hunting together and he would i would get him private land permission slips for basically for steps so he would give me steps. I'd give him a permission slip. We'd hunt together, and we, him and his buddy from Maine would come down, and we would just hunt together every fall. And then when I got out of the Army and I was uh, working, traveling a lot for work all around the world, so kind of wanted to stick closer to home. He gave the opportunity. He said, hey, you want to take my design, my invention, and kind of run with it? You know, it's all yours. So I developed Wild Edge and well, the home of the stepladder. Damn, very cool. Well, thank so, you for your service. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Ditto. And uh, thank, you. thank him for his service not only to this country, but inventing yep. the step. And his last name is Step. That's a shoot. Yeah, S T E P P, which is why it's the step ladder two P's. That's his last name. <laughs> That's <laughs> I thought hilarious. It was a step ladder because you know some bitches like steps. You know. Yeah, no, I, it's. That's wild, man. That is pretty oh, cool. Yeah. So that's good. Yep. That's a cool backstory there. I think people are going to be able to get behind that, especially uh, veteran. Veteran created. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's in his seventies and he's still climbing trees with me and still killing deer. That a boy. So That's explain awesome. in detail because people can go if you want to shout out your website so people can uh, go there and check it out or your social media um, so they can kind of if they if they can click on the website while they listen they can follow along a little bit. Yeah, everything is Wild Edge Inc. So wildedgeinc.com. Uh, Facebook is Step Ladder by Wild Edge. Instagram is Wild Edge Inc. So it's, you know, it's, it's a product where you kind of have to get your eyes on it. You know, I, you kind of have to see it. You know, that's why I sent you guys a set so you could actually have your hands on it and understand it's not a product that you're going to take out of the box and just run into the woods the next morning and set up a stand in the dark. But, you know, it's, it's a very, very strong system of climbing. So it's, it's different. 
Yeah, break it down. Uh, maybe describe what the step is and how it works, um, how it attaches to the tree and, and the knot. Because we were playing with it a little bit. I haven't uh, used it yet to hang a stand, but I, I, I am going to use it for sure. I was talking to Walt today about it, and I'm like, I have a feeling that it's going to be a major tool in how I hunt. Um, either hanging stands and saddle hunting, which we're going to dive into later in this episode, is something I want to wanna try or learn more about. Because I like to be mobile. Uh, Doug crowned me the nickname last year, uh, Kurt Hanging Stands Guyer, um, because I just hang so many uh, hang-on stands. So, yeah, just break down the step, how it works, and, and and how it attaches to the tree. All right, so it's basically like a, you got to think of a triangular-shaped design. It's Each step weighs just under a pound. It's 15 ounces. 15, or it's 15 ounces, so it's just under a pound. Um, it has, you know, the option of a 6-foot rope or an 8-foot rope depending on the size of the tree you want to climb. Each step stacks inside itself. So it has a V at the pick end. Each step stacks, stacks inside itself into a carry bag. The carry bag's wicked essential. That's what makes it so compact. You're not carrying a pile of fucking sticks that are stacked on top of each other. <laughs> right. You ha- literally have this little tiny carry bag the size of a 12-pack around your shoulder, and you each step stacks inside of it so you pull the ropes out and as you're climbing you pull each step out which is nestled inside each other slap it around the tree one end of the rope is spliced onto the step so basically permanently we splice mirror at the shop and then once you pull them out you throw the rope around the tree tie a simple little like everyone calls it a knot but in reality it's not it's not a knot it's basically a loop it's like a tensionless hitch so you kind of go through the step, around the step, and make a make a hole, like a bunny hole, just like a figure eight. Throw the tail end of the rope right through it. And the biggest part is just creating your tension. So you have three points of contact to the tree, which makes it so sturdy. So your two standoffs, you bring those up to the top. You bring them above the line of the rope that's going around the tree, and you snap it, snap it over. You basically cam it over. So you're camming over center, and that's what creates all your strength. Gotcha. So basically, the rope is sucking the step to the tree through leverage. Okay, so when someone buys a, a set of these, if you will, how many come in a set? We used to do just sets of 8, 10, 12, or 16. You figure, you know, a comfortable step for the average guy is two, two and a half feet apart, but I'm a monkey, so, I, you know, I'll space them three, three and a half feet, but, you know, it, it all depends on how high you want to climb, but... We, we just added a couple months ago to our site, build your own set. So you can buy, you know, you can buy 12 steps in a 16 bag. You can buy, you know, four steps with eight foot ropes. You can buy eight steps with six foot ropes. You can basically customize your own package to whatever in the world you want. Okay. So, you know, the basic sets are now five, eight, 10, 12, or 16. Okay. But you can make it whatever you want. Let's say this. Say someone buys 10 sets. How high up can they get? Can they expect to get on average? 10 steps, you figure, you know, 18, 20, 22 feet. The set of 12, you're looking at 25 feet plus. The set of 16, you're looking at 30 feet plus. But then we came out with the Aider. The Aider is uh, an adjustable rope that you slip your foot into. You hook it to the step and you slip your foot into it. So basically picture your first step would now be, this is like when I started saddle hunting and running gunning and I was going into like, you know, thick, thick areas where it's like i just had to get over the the nasty scrub so i could actually see there's mm-hmm. a lot of river bottom nasty shit so jim and i came up with the aider so you put your first step basically right at eye level your next step as high as you can reach you take this aider you hook it to your step which is the one above your head the highest you can reach 
slip your foot in it, pull the rope down, cinch your leg up, and you, now you step up from the ground to the first step you put at, at eye level. And then from there on, you kind of just, you're basically skipping every other step. Gotcha. So this, this allows you to take a set of eight and you can get 25 to 30 feet, which is, which is under eight pounds. Yeah, that's a big deal for a lot yep. of guys that yep. are doing the uh, running gun is the term here on the podcast. We use the term instead of running gun, we use hang and bang, hang and um, bang, because I just think that's funnier and different. Um, <laughs> oh, with the aider too, I feel like you know if you're on public ground, you can get that a little bit higher where they won't be able to maybe climb into your stand or reach it. Yeah, no doubt. Well, exactly, and that's you know the biggest thing is you know a lot of guys that you see at trade shows and talk to, they're all about well my stands are getting stolen, theft, and this and that. Well, if you take a set of steps. You take two sets of steps. You put one set in a tree, hang your stand or saddle set, whatever you want. Take the bottom half down. Go to your next tree, put a set up, take the bottom half down. You now took two sets, made it into three. So now you, so you have those two other sets to, for a third set. And then you take those, you know, four or six steps to each tree every time you hunt and you put them on the tree when you get there. So no one can get into your stand. And we started doing a lot of, you know, I hang all my trail cameras now against a step. So I'll put one step up, I'll jump up onto it, put my next step up, and put my cam- camera against that step. So my camera is 12 to 15 feet in the air. Look at angle down. You put it right against the step, which is a perfect 45-degree angle. And, you know, you're less deer noticing the camera, less people noticing the camera because it's not eye level. And all you got to do to check your camera is bring one step. Very cool, very cool. We – I love the idea of it, man. I think it's it's super slick, and especially for those guys that are trying to just put up hang and bang setups on public or, or whatever you're going to go. Um, we were messing with them out in the yard, and only thing I have in my at my house is a telephone pole, and it, it grips tight to the telephone pole. We had, and I'll be honest, I like the the rope style. I'm bad with rope, like with knots and stuff. I just I'm an idiot. Um, so it took me a while to get used to it and then how to cam it, but I think it's something once you practice and get it down, it'll be a really slick setup. Um, well, that's what we made it idiot proof because the logo on the outside of the bag is the loop. You know what's funny? And I was watching, uh, <laughs> I didn't realize at <laughs> the time. I don't and think I'm, any of us realized. No, that. we were out there messing with them, and I was watching, because uh, you guys have great videos on your YouTube. Big, big shout out to you guys for that because you really, there's, I mean, there's a ton of them on there that. Uh, listeners can, if they're interested in this, they can go to your YouTube and uh, watch the videos. But uh, I watched one video. You're like, hey, yeah, if you ever forget what it is, it's on the back. So you don't. And I'm like, oh, idiot. Because it was sitting <laughs> right next to me. I'm like, how did I not notice that? And I put that icon in the cover art of the episode so people will see that logo in the art. Awesome. Um, but, no, it's it's awesome setup. And so I was talking to you, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago about it and about how I always throw on uh, – hang on stands all the time and then you kind of brought up saddle hunting and you said saddle hunters are basically your product is the go-to product for saddle hunters for climbing the tree yeah i mean we have fuck we have people all over the world buying our steps for you know they're putting up tree houses they're harvesting seeds from some on some plantation some tree plantation we got guys just buying them just a take coconuts off their trees so they don't fall and hit their kid in the head and kill them we got you know all <laughs> you name it we i've sold to the people but yes our biggest niche is saddle hunting or just tree stands in general all the way to you know women hunters older gentlemen i'd say the majority of my target market is guys that are freaking you know 40 to 70 75 years old really because yeah because you're not buying a stick that 
you have to step a foot and a half or two feet to the next step. You can put your, you can buy a set of 16 and put them six inches apart if you want and get, you know, 15, 20 feet. It doesn't matter. So you can, you design your own climb, whatever's comfortable. So women hunters that don't want to step onto, you know, their husband's steps that he put three feet apart, they can put them closer. It's very, you can customize any set you put up. Basically. So here's yeah. here's what I'm looking at. Um, not not to stray too far off from saddle hunting, but I want to I want to touch on this design of e- each one of these. Um, I'm a fat tub of shit, and uh, <laughs> if, you, if you follow me on Instagram, you know this. This big, is not, big big piece of shit, Steve. Big fat tub of shit. What, <laughs> almost worthless. Almost worth yeah. just enough. You pretty much suck, dude. You're barely on our team, you know. Just barely. <laughs> Just barely. But you're here, so thank you. So here, yeah. We love you, Steve. No, no, anytime. Yeah. But really, go to hell, though. Yeah. You guys are going to have to grease up the slide for me to get down Steve's there. A white, Steve's a white rapper, isn't he? Yeah, actually is. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what he thinks. Yeah. Yep. Did, uh, no worry, I got Young this. Steve getting cabbage, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Big cabbage, deep fried cabbage, homie. But here's what I'm, I'm looking at. Again, I most sticks that you get, not knocking any other stick companies out there, but when you when you're hanging sticks, you know you've got that little three foot three foot section, and it's all tied together with one, right? And that can right. get kind of sketchy, you know. When you're like me, you're gonna be sweating a lot. You're gonna be huffing and puffing. You're gonna be hanging out on those things for a while. And they're heavier, so and they and they are heavier too. But what you've got is each individual step is its own. You know the 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 rope is on its each. I I, I don't know if I'm explaining this correctly. But each step is an individual. So, you know, you're not relying on the next three feet being on one strap. It's Are you trying to next... ask the weight limit on these things, or what's your point? No, here? no, no. To me, oh. that's, <laughs> to I me he, that's where I thought he was I'm going. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To me, what it looks like is this is going to be a better option for bigger people because I'm not hoping that that next that three-foot section that I'm climbing up is dependent on one strap, the three foot section well, basically what you, is on multiple you know what i mean yeah but i don't think that's really uh, that's a i don't know i don't get your point of view it just it seems like there's i, a, there's I get what more. you're saying but it's weird but basically what that transforms this to is like what uh what's the weight limit on them <laughs> we, we don't have one so everyone every trade show every question i get this question every single fucking day through email whatever it is what's the weight like we don't have one i mean uh i'd say Four thousand pounds, five forty-five hundred, five. I don't know. I haven't figured it out because I've hung my three thousand pound John Deere eight fifty by one step off the ground, elevated one fucking step. It, you know, it crumpled the metal into a pretzel. The rope held it. The rope, rope is twenty hundred pound tensile strength, but a whole more than that. I took my. I posted a video on YouTube the other day. I took my eight thousand pound excavator. I put the bucket in the step and pushed down on the step. So all the weight was just on the steps. So basically, the rope was holding the step to the tree. And I pushed the entire bucket, the whole boom. I picked the entire front end of the estimator up into the air until the rope finally broke. So Jesus, what that shows you is, and then I, I did a comparison with uh, Amsteel. A lot of guys are big on using Amsteel rope on the steps because it's supposedly stronger. Mm-hmm. Well, it is stronger. It has a tensile strength of 7,500 pounds, but in reality... The design of the step ladder rope is so that the spliced end and the loop end or the knot end, some people call it, is the strongest part of the entire step. So when I put pressure on the step, I broke the back of the rope. I did not 
the knot did not come undone. The splice end did not come undone. When I did the am steel rope, the quarter inch am steel, 7,500 pounds on the strength, I just pulled it right off the tree. The rope just slid. So the whole point of the flat rope, the polypropylene rope, is that it binds and basically holds itself. So if you look at that loop, the more pressure you put on it, the stronger it is. We picked up hook body dumpsters. We've towed trucks with it. I mean, oh we, yeah, just, we we did watch those videos. Uh, yeah, you had like a, a container on it, and then you like suspended your four wheeler from it. Yeah. Oh yeah, we, we've done everything we can imagine from it. So it's like you know, a lot of companies get those certain specs of engineers telling them what it what it can do, what it can. So like, you know, I'm I'm a simple guy. I'm a blue collar guy. So I just like to put it in, into perspective. So we have basically hung everything we could imagine from it. So what you're saying is Steve will be all right from these things. Steve will be just fine <laughs> okay, okay, as, long okay. as, as long as he's not like five or six thousand pounds. Well, he's getting, uh, he's getting close. I, I don't but. know, man, dude. You know, some of the parts I go to on this flat Earth, I mean, the gravity is different. You know, well, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good. No, I the, that flat Earth reference. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank but you. what Steve was getting at was that. I, I saw what he was getting at, even though you guys were giving him so much shit. Thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> Go buy this that. dude's product because he defended me. The first person <laughs> ever on this podcast to defend you. Yeah, what the, I think that's it. Yeah. You've so, won, you won, know, Steve. You, you look at a climbing stick, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to bash anyone. I've been using steps since I was 14, but you, one climbing stick, a three foot section, is held to a tree with one little cinch nylon strap mm-hmm. with a little cinch buckle. So each step is held onto the tree with 10 times more weight bearing load than that. So it's, it is a lot stronger. And the biggest beauty is when you, how many times, you know, hang and bang King Kurt over here, how many times have you <laughs> got to the, to the base, to the base of a tree and you look up, you're like, I'm going to have my stand facing that way. And you get halfway up the tree, like, I'm a fucking dumbass. Like, it's it, the tree, the stand's got to be the other way. So yeah. you, you have to then move your sticks around the tree on your way down, move the sticks. It's a pain in the ball. So the steps, I no longer stand at the bottom, especially in the dark, running a gun. I don't look up and go, okay, I'm going to start here. I'm going to start there. And then my saddle set's going to be there. My stand's going to be there. No, you just start any fucking where on the tree. You get up and you just determine where you want to be facing. And then you just slide the step on cam it, slide it around the tree, cam it over. On the way down, if you want to straighten them out, Damn. slide them, slide it over. So you can you can climb the tree alternate steps, you know, one leg. And then the next leg, or you can climb like a ladder, which I like to do because in the dark you can just you don't have to like worry about where you're grabbing and step, and they're just gonna be there like a ladder. Gotcha. You know, it's funny you bring up that whole tree thing because a lot of guys, if you look up videos online on hanging hunt, hanging bangs, uh, running gun, whatever your term is, they make it seem you know it's a tree they've already put it up in. They get down at the bottom, watch me hang this stand in in whatever minute, which is cool, um, but. Not all trees, and I talked to my buddy Byron Horton from the Whitetail Experience about this. Yep. Not all trees are easy to hang stands in. You might get up there because I hung out of a lot of budget stands, like $25 department store specials, $50 department store specials, whatever I can whatever I can get to hang more. And that's when you were like, dude, saddle hunting's for you. You just don't know it yet. And we're getting to that right. still. Um, but we, me and my dad have a lease, and we're hanging new stands on it. First stands ever is our first year on the lease, and... We get a, a tree that looks perfect from the ground. We're like, hell yeah, easy. 
And then we get right. to hanging. I'm like, oh, shit, this tree leans. I just, you just don't realize it sometimes until you get in it. Right. And then I'm like, fuck, okay, hop down. And I'm using the, the sticks that Steve was talking about earlier. I'll just say the brand. I got a video that I don't know if I'll release yet or not, but it's X-Stand. Is, I, I've got the backcountry combo is what I'm using. And it's an all-aluminum setup. It's supposed to be, like, super light. And so I get it on one side of the tree. I'm like, fuck. Uh, it's got to go on the other side. And I'm, I'm like three steps up. I'm like, oh, it'll get better. I'll adjust as I climb. I had to climb all the way back down, move my shit. And I get up there, I'm like, oh, and there's a tree right next to it. I'm like, fuck, if when I have my pack on, my pack's going to hit this other tree. So, and you know, I'm trying to scope it out, but I'm also, when you're hanging stands that you know are going to stay there all year, you're trying to look at every situation. Where's the wind going to be? What shots? All that. Trees. What's going to work best? And I end up going up and readjusting maybe three times. So what could have been a, just a very quick, easy thing was a very complicated thing. It took a lot longer than I would have expected. But uh, well, and you think about that because you're you're taking you know the the sticks that we're always used to, like you said, you know, you get the three foot stick. Which, by the way, I got to add in. Sorry, Steve, to cut you yeah. off here, but I do like those those uh, stick sections. I do think they're great. I do use them, but they are heavy and a pain in the ass. Yeah. So you know, you're taking those those three foot sections, and then you know you have to depend. You have to hope that tree's perfectly straight for those to work at optimal performance. Well, it's like where you're looking at these, and it's like okay. So maybe, you know, the tree does kind of come out or there's a little bump in it or whatever. You know, you can it, – it seems like with these, you can adjust it. So it's like, yeah, your first five or six steps are a foot apart. Well, then the next one has to be six inches apart, and then the other one could be a foot and a half apart. So you can really alternate them in your you that know your branches. State. You can you can weave branches. Yeah. And, hell, it, it sounds like you could even make it fancy, like have a little spiral, you know, make it look like the little – Mushrooms at you know in the fern gully when they're jumping down the fucking trees down going down the shit like a spiral staircase yeah like a little spiral staircase yeah <laughs> Steve is gonna do that to make it fun <laughs> that's it you know as as corny as it sounds my buddy came up we were setting a stand trying to do some commercial when we first started and it's like design your climb I'm like yeah that's gay but blended bloody mary true, style you know <laughs> as corny as it sounds you literally design i mean if you want one step that's six inches apart and your next step that's four feet apart you do it so i mean it's and if you're going up and you gotta change direction you can't slide around so that's where it gets into saddle hunting you can your step is now your climbing system and then it turns into your saddle platform which is your step and then it turns into my camera arm it attaches my camera arm to the tree and then it also i have a bow holder that i that i sell a bow hanger that slides into the step so it's based you know it's i'm i'm always looking at simplicity and it's like it's kind of like the saddle hunter thing everyone's looking at the simplest way to do shit the lightest way and the most convenient way so that you can focus on the hunt and not like focus so much on setting your stand up because when you start focusing if you're sweating balls and you're so worried about putting sticks up and you're I just don't understand the guys that say they're running and gunning and they have a picture of them walking across a mowed agricultural field with a hang on stand on their back with four sticks attached to that stand and their bow. Where's your backpack? Where's all your gear? <laughs> right. Where's all your shit? <laughs> shit? It's like that might be great out in, you know, the open plains or wherever you're on, but around here in New England, I'm accessing by kayak. I'm walking through the nastiest, thickest, most disgusting shit because we don't have much land, but where you find the big deer and most deer is where people can't access. So if I can't walk through with places I hunt with a stand and sticks on my back, if that's why I started saddle hunting, because if I did, I would just hunt from the ground. But when you hunt from the ground, you can't, your shot opportunities are only 10 yards. The second you get, you know, 10 feet up, 12 feet up, 
your shot opportunities triple. Okay, so let, let's do this. Let's talk. Let's transfer into saddle hunting because it's something that uh, our buddy Cameron Tanks in here. We call him our intern. He, he's not. He, he's helps with the podcast. He's a, a very good help. He has been researching saddle hunting for a long time, and we work together. So one day on break, he's like, "Hey." Check this out. So we started looking. I'm like, yeah, I, I've heard about it, but I've never researched it, you know. So I started researching with him, and we're we kind of started bouncing ideas and concerns with saddle hunting, and well, it, it would be great for this, but man, I'm concerned about it. So we just got deep into the research on the saddle hunting game. Hashtag do the research and uh, second flat Earth reference. <laughs> Damn. All right. Um, but it's just one of those things I don't think a lot of people know about. I think there's a tight knit community where they're obsessed with it. And I, right. I see why. Um, but what I want you to do is kind of break it down, saddle hunting. And l- let me let me be clear before you do that, though, on my perspective of it, as a, as a guy who is, is a hang-on stand guy, I, that's what I hunt out of almost exclusively. Um, to me, I see a lot of legit guys that do saddle hunt, and I get why it's awesome, and that's why I want you to sell me on it because I think it's something that once I try it, I will be obsessed with it and dive in head first and be all about it. Um, but I, a lot of the guys, a lot of the videos that I watch, it seems like guys that are just techie guys, like guys that just like to play with knots and carabiners and, and sewing and just gear guys. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like every video I watch, them, like I tie this knot and I rip, rip, and then it's almost like, Okay, yeah, but I want to see you kill deer out of it, you know? No, I totally 100% get you. So, you know, I tell most people, if you're interested in saddle hunting, go to saddlehunterforum.com. But you may not be ready for that because those guys, I call them gear nuts, and they want to basically figure out a way to climb a fucking tree 30 feet with dental floss and toothpicks. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's something MacGyver of saddle hunting. Yeah. like, you know, these guys are, they're like, my sister hiked the Appalachian Trail last year so i she's like she's like them you know they're they're literally like drilling holes in their toothbrushes to cut weight <laughs> I brought that up. cameron cameron was just talking about that today uh, that there's guys cut yeah drilling holes in toothbrushes cutting toothbrushes down and yeah. cutting the cutting the handles off forks and shit yeah can't yeah. wait you're sitting no. next to her at a bar you're like hey can i get a bush light <laughs> you're drinking bush light when i hike the appalachian trail yeah. i i had to drill a hole in my toothbrush and i couldn't drink bush light a month after i drank bush and eggs it's lighter <laughs> what the hell yeah, yeah no it's it's like, to me, I'm not worried about, I understand the guys are trying to cut weight, but to me, I'm not saying I'm the most macho man in the world, but I'm not, if it comes down to a half a pound or a pound or two pounds, I'm not fucking worried about it. I just, I'm just going to hunt and I just like simplicity. I like simple things, simple things that work. Like I said, if I didn't hunt out of a sling, if I was running and gunning, even hanging with my bang. steps, hanging and banging, Atty I would boy. not. I would hunt on the ground. I would not like so. I, I started. Re, I started looking more into public land because I was over hunting a lot of my private land, and I was looking at these spots and I was accessing. Them, I was hunting the ground, and I'm like, "How the fuck can I possibly put a hang on stand on my kayak, and my set of steps, and my backpack, and my bow, and my camera gear, and come in here and hunt? How do you hang a hang on stand like?" You know, not bashing the guys, but Midwest whitetail. You know, they're walking up to a tree in the dark. Two guys, camera gear, two hang-on tree stands, climbing sticks, tying 550 rope to the sticks, pulling them up. It's like, to me, fuck that. That's just way too much work. So <laughs> you look at okay. So to break it down, how many hang-on stands do you, do you have? 
Fuck, dude. With all my properties, um, I'm just gonna. I, I I'm not gonna count them all. Let's call it twenty. Rough, roughly. So you have twenty. So twenty. You know, twenty, thirty bucks each. You know, you have a lot of money hanging on stands, and that stand is staying in the tree with a stupid little nylon strap that's holding to the tree that squirrels love to chew and mice. Yeah, so you're right, man. Get rid of all those stands. So now, once you become a saddle hunter, I look at tree stands like those are so fucking. Those are stupid. Those are just dumb. I just can't get myself to use a tree stand anymore because your saddle is now your safety harness. It's your lines and belt. It's your lines and line. And it is your tree stand all in one. So anytime you go to set up a set, all you need is a set of steps or whatever your climbing method is. You put those step, you put those steps in the tree. You're done. You create a platform. You're done. Okay, Drew, let's, let's, let's take one second here because. You know, I've never saddle hunted. There's a lot of listeners here going, all right, come on, guy. You know, there's those guys out there. There's guys that are really, like, they're oh, yeah. super interested, but there's going to be those skeptic guys. So it's just something that I'm one of those guys. I'm real skeptical about it. Yeah, and, and no, but we're listening here with, with open ears, man. For sure, because for sure. that does sound amazing. Um, so every, every guy that walks up to my, I literally bring a 12-foot pole to every trade show. And... 12-foot telephone pole, and I demonstrate the arrow hunter saddle there. And guys look at me. You know, we have a guy swinging around a pole. We have freaking guys demonstrating the steps. You know, it's – and guys look at me like, that cannot be comfortable. That's stupid. That cannot work. How can you hunt all day in that? That cannot work. And the second they put it on, the second they hang in the tree, you know, on the pole, they do a 180, and they go, okay, I this makes sense. So – Picture, instead of standing on a foot and a half by two foot hang on tree stand platform and sitting on that stupid section seat, you are now, <laughs> instead of instead of trying to reach around the tree and hang around the tree to shoot behind the tree and making sure your set is perfect to shoot one way, the saddle allows you to shoot 360 degrees around the tree because you can swing around the tree. So anyone that doesn't know a saddle, anyone that's hung any kind of hang on stand, you use a lines in line, I hope. So that lines in line, just picture standing in the tree on a step on each side of the tree and, you know, sit back into your lines in line. And that's kind of what it's like to hunt out of a saddle. Okay. Yeah, I I love it, man. I guess, I guess my concern about it is um, when I watch videos of guys do it, and it just might be for demonstration purposes, which is why they're doing it. It looks to me that when the way you uh, people swing around or how far they stick off the tree, that it's, you're super visible. Because I feel like I that, hang on your tight. That's the biggest thing. So, John Eberhart, the you know the saddle hunting god. If anyone doesn't know who he is, look him up on YouTube. What's his name? John Eberhart. Okay. He is you know he's killed I think thirty eight you know two and a half year old or older bucks in his thirty four years of hunting. Whatever he is, he's the dude knows his shit and Respect. he started hunting out of saddle you know twenty years ago when saddle hunting was starting to get big and then all of a sudden those you know those companies they disappeared so we kind of got into like a 10-year limbo of saddle hunting but the biggest thing is you think you're visible but if you see a deer coming or you know a deer is going to come from one way you hide behind the tree you have the tree in between you and the deer so then as the deer is approaching you move your way around the tree so that you're never visible so visibility is like it's way more than way less than a hang on tree stand especially because you're hanging off the tree at a 45 degree angle like a limb you're not standing vertical against the tree okay i gotta be honest with you right now 
I'm a, I feel a defense block coming up against you a little bit, and that's only because I love what you're saying. Do you know okay. what I mean? Like, I know, like, you're about to, if I do this, it's going to change my world. So I, it is. like, it's my, it's those automatic, like, blinders that go up, and I'm like, fuck, I know, I love everything he's saying, but I've just never done it, and it's a learning curve, so I'm a little nervous. I'm not, is, I'm not hating is, on you. I just, that is every, every guy at a trade show, every guy that I talk to on the phone, every guy that swings by the shop, at first, it's, Fuck you, dude. What the f- You're fucking weird. You're crazy. <laughs> You're so You're full of shit. Shape. You're in shape. You're a monkey. What the fuck are you talking about? Then the second they actually try it, they kind of look at you with that, like, you know, totally confused look like, what the fuck? They get it at that point. Yeah, so it's not something that I could never convince someone to saddle hunt over the phone, or I could never, you know, talk you through You're it. You're doing a pretty damn good job right now, bro. <laughs> so the, the second you slap it around your ass and you hang from the tree, it's like, Oh my God! I'm not shuffling my my squeaky rubber boots around a freaking metal tree stand anymore, and putting a clanky ass metal tree stand in a tree with a ratchet strap that goes clink clink clink, trying to be quiet. It's like running gun these days is like so popular, hang and, and everyone thinks they're running gun, hang and bang kings. But it's like, <laughs> how do you hang and bang and be some super running gun, hang and bang king when you have to haul, you know, four pieces of metal? plus a big-ass metal tree stand, plus a ratchet strap. Like, that just doesn't make sense. Plus a safety harness. It's like, so saddle hunting is is safer. You don't need to remember your safety harness or go, oh, fuck, I don't need my safety harness today. I'll be fine. No, you have to have it because it's your tree stand. Yeah, I want to add something in there, too, about the safety part of it. Um, something that me and Cameron were researching and uh, the Ropeman one and, and yeah. your own homemade like lineman's rope as you climb is always around yeah. and realizing that the Ropeman one's a huge part of saddle hunting. They use that. It's a, for people to know, it's like a mechanical ascender for like rope climbers. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a mechanical Prusik knot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's, that's the thing. It's so when you're climbing, so I don't mean to cut you off. But no, you're like good. When, so when you're climbing with a saddle, so, you have your safety line, your lines and lines. So a saddle has two D-rings, just like a safety harness, two D-loops on your hips. And then it has a bridge. So picture a piece of canvas around your ass, and then you have your two D-rings on your hips, which is your lines and line hook-ins, just like any safety harness that has D-rings. And then in front of that, more towards your crotch, you have your bridge. Your bridge is two bigger loops, which is one continuous rope from one bridge to the other, right hip to left hip, left hip to right that connects to your line to the tree. So as you're climbing, putting up your stand, your steps, whatever you're putting up, your lines and lines around the tree. Well, when you get to a limb, you have to unhook your lines and line, and now you're not hooked to the tree and go around the limb, right? Mm-hmm. So with the steps or whatever climbing method you're using, before you unhook your lines and line, you take your bridge, which is just hanging there, have a carabiner on it, you clip it to the step. How oh, damn. You're now attached to the step, you unhook your lines and line, so it's like all this start, shit started evolving to me, you know, especially once I had my son. It's like, you know, I was obviously been very careless like most guys, but, yeah. you know. Dude, falling. I didn't use anything safety. Like, I used a safety harness when I was up in the tree, but hanging, I never used shit till this year, like mm-hmm. like a right. month and a half ago. At trade shows, I hear nothing but horror stories of guys that are falling from trees and getting gutted on the way down by screwing steps. And you know, I'm going to call Doug out. Doug in here right now. You fell how many years ago and broke your pelvis? Uh, Four years ago now. Yep, four years. So my my entire method is always: I never want to be disconnected from the tree. So, but I love that. Okay, so when you when you unhook your rope, 
when you're climbing, you hook to your steps, so you're not going to fall. Exactly. So, so if my steps if my steps can hold a eight thousand pound excavator and three thousand pound tractor and a four hundred pound four wheeler, I'm pretty sure it can hold me. Right. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe. So maybe not Steve. Error on the side of caution. Uh, <laughs> stuff that the Arby's uh, so, on the way into the stand. So you know. I don't know if you deal with a certain brand of saddle. Um, I don't even know the correct terminology to use here. Saddles, saddle. Um, if th- yeah, so saddle, sling, harness. They, it's kind of a mixed mantra. Of, okay, so who do you do? Is there a certain brand that you work with that you can promote, or is there a certain brand you prefer that you're not associated with, or what are the brands that are available? And you know, only list the best because if something's junk, I don't want you talking about it. But yeah. and then the price points if you know them. So. Um, my two biggest recommendations are before it was it, it's it's always been Arrow Hunter. So Arrow Hunter is a company from New Tribe. New Tribe Tree Saddles okay. created so they're you know for arborists and linemen they create just harnesses and rock climbing and all that. They veered off quite a few years ago and started basically they were the first saddle hunting company for the hunting industry. So they are ArrowHunter.us. And last year they had the Kestrel. This year they have the Kite which is the new saddle. The other company that just came out, it's on pre-order right now. It is called Tethered Nation. I've yep. seen that. Yep. And that is from my good buddy, Greg. He owns uh, G2 Outdoors. He started this company. And that is another amazing saddle. So, you know, those are the two top companies right now that are in the industry. Other than that, there's a co- there's like one other new one, I forget the name. And then there's, like, the old style. Everyone that saddle hunts hears about the uh, Trophy Line Tree Saddle, which is the old, one of the first, you know, 20 years ago. Is that the Sit and Drag? No, Sit and Drag. So Sit and Drag is basically basically a sling that was made, basically promoted as you attach it to the tree and your feet are on the ground. But a lot of guys that, you know, all these gear nuts, they – use that because it's the lightest you know they're cutting out is and they're hanging 30 feet from the tree with it but it's not recommended to hang that high so it's like you know i i like security of a nice big rope knowing that i'm held to the tree mm-hmm. i don't really want to sit in something that is only made to sit a foot off the ground yeah no shit <laughs> okay mm-hmm, yeah. yeah good point it's not worth a stinky deer so Okay, so what are the price points? If someone's like listening to this and they're like, "Damn, I'm gonna check this out. I'm gonna dive into it." What what can you expect to spend if you're just wanting to to get the experience of what saddle hunting is to decide if you're wanting to upgrade or if it's something you even want to do? You're literally two to three hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks gets you the saddle, and the extra hundred bucks gets you all the lines. So I recommend anyone that's starting saddle hunting for the first time. Buy the extra package; it's a hundred bucks. Don't buy just the saddle and try to figure out how to make your own bridge and how to make your own lines and your sling line and all that bullshit. Just buy the complete package; three hundred bucks. That means that's three hundred dollars, and that'll last you the rest of your life. You're not buying, you know, you're not buying another twenty cheap thirty dollar hang-ons that'll rust and the platform will fall out between your legs in two years. No, yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, it's. It's super, I mean, it just, thinking about it, I don't even know like where to go with it because I hunt a property now that I'm like, well, I'd like to put a stand there. I'd like to put a stand there. Um, and 
in my head, if I could get up a tree light, quiet, and simple, and just get up there, sold. And yeah, I'm I'm all for it. And I feel a lot more better about it now talking to you, Drew, yeah. than I have because I didn't know anything about it before this podcast. You know, I've seen it like I'm a like, lot of listeners yeah, too. That, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't look comfortable. Like, I don't. Yeah, know. no, it's it's confusing. It's so confusing, but it's it's so. It's so much more natural. So, like when we when I started Wild Edge, it was always you know we had the envision of being the next Drury Outdoors. You know, we wanted to freaking film every hunt. So we bought the camera, and we freaking made our camera arm and this and that. So it's like, how the how can we afford to? St- we're starting up a business. How are we going to afford? We have twenty twenty five tree stands. How are we going to go to Cabela's and buy another twenty twenty five tree stands for a double set? So that evolved us into saddle hunting. So I made my first saddle out of an old climbing harness and then i would just go above the tree stand and film or i would hunt out of the saddle and my buddy would be filming and then that turned into how can you coordinate with your buddy getting off work to film for you that turned into self-filming so my whole evolution turned into like the most simplistic way to hunt so it's like you know i don't you know i don't a lot of times I don't just walk into the woods and go, okay, this year I'm going to have this stand here, this stand here, this stand here, and this stand here, because a lot of times by the time you find the sign, it's too late. So it's like I do a lot of running and gunning where it's like I go into a property. Hang on, man. And I kind of, yeah, hang on, man. I like, that, I like that a lot better. We're going against the yeah. grain here with the hanging yeah. banger. Yeah. I mean, Shout out Daniel say. Wilson from our, uh, I can't remember what podcast. Daniel or Danielle? <laughs> I thought I said so Danielle, like, but I said it fast, and I'm kind of drunk, so cool. Thank cool, you. <laughs> hang up, hang and bang. Cool, I, like, I like that. Yeah. So when I'm hanging and banging, I like to, a lot of times when I hunt, I go into a piece of property. It's like, you know, it might be a three, four acre, 50 acre little peninsula or island off the Connecticut River. So it's like I'm accessing it by kayak. I go in. I don't have the objective to just setting up a stand of hunting, but it's like I carry a set of five or eight steps with my sling around my waist and my two ropes and my bow, my backpack. That's all I have. And I get to a spot, and it's like run and gun is seen these days in marketing as like very quick, hang and bang, run and just do it. And you just slap up a stand, you hunt, and then all of a sudden you kill 180 inch deer. But it's like it's not to Dang. me. It's like it's slow and methodical, and like yeah. I'm hunting as corny as it sounds. I'm acting like a predator. I'm I'm like I hunt as I go, and then if I find a tree, it's like this is a sweet spot. And boom, I put up a stand, and I, you know, I climb. It may be 10 feet. It may be 20 feet, and I hunt. Yeah. Right. You know, I love that explanation. Tank, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So getting back to trying to get people into uh, saddle hunting, I think when people watch it on YouTube, uh, they get really confused with all the ropes, and it looks super complicated. Cause right. When uh, uh, I first started looking into it, I mean, just all those ropes up there, I just I didn't know what was going on. That's the biggest, I mean, if you go to arrowhunter.us or tethernation.com, you can buy the complete setup where all you have to do is know how to put a carabiner on a rope, adjust a Prusik knot, and put a rope around a tree through the big loop. It's so simple. You don't have to worry about trying to figure out how to tie Blake's, Blake's hitch or a figure eight or a mm. figure eight on a bite or all this crazy shit. Literally just... If you're looking to get into it, I suggest just buy the big package. You spend a hundred extra bucks, but you yeah. can literally take it out of the package, look at the directions, and any 
guy can figure out how to put it on a tree and hang from it. Yeah, that was actually going to be my next question is, does it come with instructions? I mean, it kind of tells you what to do. It doesn't just say, hey, go find a tree and figure it out. Yeah, that in the <laughs> YouTube. And it's like, it's like anyone getting into archery is that, you know, a lot of people are, they're scared to get into archery because they don't know how to tie a serving. They don't know how to tie, they don't know how to sight in their bow, but literally you just, it's it's an evolution. You don't just you don't just buy a bow and know how to serve the whole bow and do every work on the bow that you know how to do, or buy a rifle and know how to sight mm-hmm. it in. Just baby steps. So you buy the sling with the whole entire package, and you know, it's a very simple how to attach it to a tree and hang from it. And, you just, and then and you just once YouTube you evolve, it. yeah. yeah <laughs> once you evolve, then you then you start critiquing things. You take that big heavy bridge away and you replace it with a smaller bridge you don't like a longer bridge you shorten it you take your sling line you don't need double prusiks you put a single prusik on it then you go into the rope and uh prusik the mechanical prusik and you go to that so it's like it's it's a whole evolution of everything just like any other thing in the hunting industry you don't start you don't buy your first trail camera and buy a satellite trail camera right well the the, the thing is you know you guys should know about evolution it is taught in school Okay, thank right. you. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> um, one, one thing I know a lot of people right now are probably wondering, like, well, once... Uh-oh. He's out of here. Oh, he hated God. the evolution. Fuck off. Let's call him back. Okay, here we go. All right. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people listening are probably going to wonder how long it takes once you get used to it and the whole setup and everything, and uh, how long does it take to get up and actually be ready to hunt? I don't know if you've ever timed it or not, but... Yeah, that's... That's hard. I mean, it's like everyone asks, you know, how how long does it take to climb with eight steps and get 16 feet? It's like, you know, I'm I'm a monkey and I've been using these steps since I was 14. So, you know, it's very comparable to any other system. But, you know, with the use of the aider, you can basically cut your time in half. That's just a really hard question. I don't know how to answer it because yeah, I get that. Know, I if you're 500 pounds. It's going to take you longer if you're 100 pounds and you're a monkey and you're six foot ten. You're going to be quicker. You know, it's, it's all relative. For sure. Well, let me do this. Why don't we go to the social media? We put a post out on. I don't know. Do you want to check our Instagram and see if we put anything on there? I can't remember if I did or not. I have a question real quick. Yep. So when you're sitting in the saddle for all day sits, do your legs ever get tired then? Honestly, I've never done an all day sit in my entire life because I've. I have so much ADD, I cannot sit still that long. And I'm hunting in Connecticut, so it's like, oh, I, got you. I, I mean, if I see two deer in a sit, that's a good, good sit. If I see a deer, that's a good sit. If I see a shooter, that's like the best sit of the year. So, yeah, I mean, I've talked to plenty of guys who do do all-day sits. Um, Scott from SaddleHunterForum.com, he does all-day sits all the time, and he he's all about it. He, sit, he hunts out of a saddle. I mean, it's... If you want the total 100% comfort, you're not worried about weight, you buy the Guido's Web, which is like the lazy boy of the tree saddles. It's like, it's literally like sitting in a lazy boy recliner. The what did you call it? The Guido's Web. (laughs) That's the East Coast (laughs) thing. Gorilla Juice Head Web. Love it. (laughs) So it's like, but really, to answer your question, it's when you're sitting in a tree stand, a hang on tree stand, you have your seat to sit on or you stand up. With the saddle, you every time you adjust your line that's going from your bridge to the tree, so your sling line, 
you adjust it an inch and you have total different contact around your waist. You adjust it a half an inch, you have different contact. You swing around the tree, you have different contact. You kneel against the tree, you put your crotch against the tree, and you have every every move you make, you have different contact and different comfort level. So you can totally change, you know, in a couple inches, you're changing every contact around your body, and it makes a world of difference. So so, so it's not just sit or stand is what you're saying. Exactly. Yes. So the, but the biggest problem is you get bored and you start swinging. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a problem for you, especially. Oh yeah, just a swing in. I do want to add to that, uh, you know, that all day that all day sit thing because a lot of guys are like, well, if you don't sit all day, you ain't getting it done. You can't kill one on the couch. I disagree with that. I mean, you can't kill one on the couch. That's a fact. But right, you don't have to sit all day because. I, I don't sit all day. I have. I don't sit all day most times because what I do is I hunt in the morning, and I'll hunt longer than most people would, but I'll get down and either if I'm hanging a set or I'll switch up for the afternoon because, let's be honest, how long does the wind stay the same all day when it's prime time? And how, how Not very often. And how often do you hang a set that right. your wind is good for all set yeah. winds? Very rare. Yeah, and it's like in Connecticut and New England – we're not hunting there's no such thing as bed to feed there's maybe a dozen mat agricultural fields around us i mean any agricultural field you think about around here in my town there used to be one cornfield that cornfield's gone it's just old nasty hay fields you we have one alfalfa field i mean there's no such thing as bed to field it's big woods i mean so it's like morning movement and evening movement is so different so yeah i hunt all day but i don't sit in a tree all day so if I hunt in the morning, I get down, I still hunt. And then I may go back to the shop, work a couple hours, and then go back in the afternoon and hang in a stand, or I may still hunt again. So it's like, it all it's so dependent. So when people are like, can you sit all day? Yeah, I'm sure you can, but I wouldn't want to, in, even if I was in a recliner. Right, yeah. That's a good point, too, you know. Um, so, okay, I'm going to go through some social media stuff. We asked, this is the post on Facebook, uh, have you ever hunted from a saddle? Let's hear about it. If not, what would be some questions, concerns you would have? Um, oh, hey, Kurt, don't forget to pull these questions up. I forgot you wanted us to remind you. Yeah, thank you for that, man. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm reminding you. I'm keeping up with what I was supposed to do. We kind of, we covered, we did cover this already, not kind of, but I still want to read it because I think it's uh, funny. Uh, what's the weight rating on those? Us big boys are screwed probably. I thought that was funny. Well, that's your steps are different. What is the weight rating on the actual saddle? Probably way up there. I can't tell you exact numbers, but there's plenty of YouTube videos of them, you know, weight rating them and strength rating them. It's, I don't know. It's Someone added care. in I mean, here that uh, Dave Searles added, uh, is it Tethered? Yeah, Tethered Nation. Tethered is, weight, is, tethered is waiting on weight rating for the Mantis, and Mantis must be the model. The Mantis is their saddle, yes. Okay. Um, it's like a couple thousand pounds. I mean, if, if if you're capable of climbing a tree, you can hunt out a saddle. Uh, let me see. This. Is it like 2,000 or 3,000? That's really going to depend on uh, if I'm going to buy this product or not. <laughs> so many guys, like, you know, they're so worried about the weight and this and that. It's like, you know, are you 3,000 pounds? I'm trying to bring my truck up there and hang out in that, dude. What's up? <laughs> I want a radio, bro. Yeah, um, your truck will bend in half you drive, if you do that. You drive a Honda or a Chevy Duramax? Silverado. Yeah, I ain't got money for a Duramax. 
<laughs> uh, Andy League El Diablo adds uh, the tethered system. You can get a platform to stand on. Why not just use a tree stand if you're going to hang a platform? That is the so. I love Greg. I love uh, Tether Nation, but the biggest misconception that people get into when they start saddle hunting is they think they need a big platform, like a tree stand to stand on. But you don't. Most of your all your weight, ninety percent of your weight, is around your ass and your hips. You're hanging from the tree. You're not standing on the tree like a tree stand. So that's why, like my steps, you know, so many guys wanted me to develop a platform, and I had literally over a dozen designs and i worked with my buddy who owns a full-blown metal shop and i have a welding shop and we drove ourselves crazy but in reality my steps work perfect because you can stick your heel in the step you can side load and stand on each standoff or and you can swing around the entire tree it's like you don't your feet don't mean anything literally all your weight is around your ass and your hips so people think when they first start saddle hunting that you need a big platform. That platform, the whole point is though you can go 360 around the tree. So you're just like dancing around like a ballerina or a ninja. Right. I get that. So Steve could literally be a ballerina in a tree. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I don't think ball- anyone wants to see That's that. I'm a, I'm a ballerina when the camera's in on. What's up? What's up? <laughs> um, a, a lot of this we've covered already, but they're funny. Uh, somebody uh, is actually uh, it's D Rock. A lot of great questions covered in here. My only concern to be the comfort of all day hunts, which we covered. Uh, will you be able to piss in a bottle without splashing? Oh it? shit, that was a question <laughs> I had. How do you pee and poop out of that? Poop? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> what are you sitting in a tree stand in a bottle? You've never pooped out of a tree. Hey, Eric, you've pooped out of a tree stand, haven't you? <laughs> out of a not, tree stand? Not out of a tree stand. I got <laughs> down and went and take a shit. I did it once. All right, I'm calling bullshit right now. You did not shit up a tree stand. If, you, if you're going to stick with that story, I'm kicking your ass after this podcast. <laughs> you're telling me. Hold on. All, all, everything on hold. You shit out of a tree stand. Don't even fucking tell me you did because I know you didn't. You're going to get a right hand right to the jaw if you tell me you shit. You're lying, first off. So tell the people you're lying and apologize. Wait, I'm going to get apologize. hit if I, tell the, if I tell the truth, I'm going to get hit? Yes. Because the truth is that you didn't. Well, I should punch you either way for even bringing that <laughs> Dude. up. Matter of fact, yes. One way or the other, you're getting punched. Hold on, Doug pooped. How come he's not getting punched? You pooped out of a tree stand? I believe it from Doug. He actually hunts out of tree stands. So he doesn't get punched. I be- he he what hunts out of tree stands. What though. kind of shit out of a tree you're, stand is that? You've maybe been in a tree stand six and a half times. And oh, cool. You know how much I poop. And that half that half time is <laughs> that half time is you climbed halfway up and got down because you got nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's dark so, hold out. On, hold on, I need, I need, I need a clear floor here in the podcast room. You're telling me you pooped out of a fucking tree stand? <laughs> For being 100 percent honest, it was a ladder stand. I thought you guys were professionals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it was, it was. I had to go, and I was like, dude, I cannot get down and make noise. No, we're not professionals. And we I put my, I have about. my linesman's rope on, or my linesman rope, and I was like, okay, no, you didn't. First perfect. of all, because I know you don't have a linesman's rope. Yes, I do. It's in my truck right now. Bet. Okay, hey, you guys have to listen to Walter's podcast with Taylor Chamberlain from Urban Deer Hunter, where he shit his pants in a saddle. Damn, that's really he plays for keeps, he, huh? He <laughs> shot a deer. He, he, he's hunting in the suburbia of like right outside of DC. You know, we're talking like half an acre, and so he gut shot a doe. And that doe ran, and he was watching it die, and he couldn't move because he couldn't get another shot at it to kill it. So he had to wait for it to die, gut shot, and he literally shit his pants. 
in the saddle. That's, Damn. That Great is, cover set. That's commitment right there. It is yeah. the funniest, the funniest shit you could ever listen to in the world. Dude, you That's know what? Bring, bringing this up on the latest White Tail Adrenaline DVD, I think it's Jared. He pisses himself while he's spotting stocking this buck that he, he had already shot. I think, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I watched it. He's sneaking back up on it to get another shot, and he's on the ground, and he had to pee so bad he just pissed himself. It's commitment, dude. <laughs> but I'm calling bullshit all day long, every day of the week, on you shouldn't have a tree stand, Steve. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're going to let the people know that. You're telling the, all the people that lie. And you're going to ride you're it out ca- like a gangster No, like you were calling bullshit, and I'm telling you, it popped Dude, off. I barely believe you got in a ladder stand. <laughs> yes, <it popped> <laughs> <off>. <laughs> I got I to tell you, I gotta, if, if we're being honest about this, did not remember toilet paper. So, dude, that hunt didn't last too much longer oh, after that because it was itchy. <laughs> so you, you shit out of a tree stand and then got down right after it? No, you it was just shit on the ground? No, it was probably like, <laughs> dude, this is a sad thing. did you hit every ladder rung on the way down on that shit <laughs> or what the fuck? <laughs> no, dude, I like right, hugged so the corner. And it, like guys. I said, I threw that linesman's over, dude. I was like off the corner of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> fuck you. Dude. I, I, I had to go, me. dude. You guys just taught me to do one. Just everyone asks me, "What's the disadvantage of saddle hunting?" Well, I guess you can't shit out of your tree stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the one disadvantage, I think it's how you go. You're I'm out. Steve. You just crowned this podcast the <laughs> "Shit Your Pants While You Hunt" podcast. Yes, <laughs> you cannot shit out of a saddle. Okay, well, thank you for being here, Steve. Hey, um, no problem. Okay, I don't even know where we're at. I just. <laughs> I can't believe you told the people that, and man, I don't know what to do. With have you not peed? So you've never like? I'm so distraught right have now. Have you man. peed out of a tree stand though? Yeah, fuck yeah, I have. So what's I the difference? I pee out of a tree stand every time I hunt. I pee. Really? Yeah. Is it easy oh, to pee yeah. out of a saddle? Oh yeah, it's not easy, but you kind of got to just like tilt your hips like to the side and just kind of like you know weave it out of your pants and then. Just go, Swing man. Just yeah. go. Let go. <laughs> let it rip. Let it it's rip. So it's warm. not easy, but no, I. <laughs> everyone that's like, oh, pee will fucking scare deer away. All this, no. It's just urine is urine. It's like a possum pisses, a coon pisses, a fox pisses, a coyote pisses. It's like it's just piss. I've killed old doe, old doe standing where I peed. The same. Yeah, shit. I, pee, I pee on my steps all the time. They come in, they sniff it, and it's no bother. All right, let's oh, move yeah. back into social media. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we went on a piss and shit right there. We're not going to talk about piss and shit anymore. He's on the shit So, okay, one person, uh, Byron, uh, I also think if you shoot all summer or standing on the ground, I would think uh, practicing had to include a lot of saddle shooting. Is that true? I mean, is the shooting form different from a saddle than it would be standing? Because that, that is one concern that I would have that – Maybe. No, it's everyone. Everyone freaks out about that. But think about it: when you're in a tree stand, a hang on tree stand, it's perpendicular to the ground, or it's parallel. You know, it's you have to bend at the waist, right? Yeah. So ninety percent of your archery shots are what twenty yards and under. So you're worrying about bending at the waist, your perfect form, this and that. Saddle hunting, you're always at the same plane. So if the shot's straight down, your body is forty five degrees from the tree so you're hanging off the tree you never ever ever really bend at the waist and unless you're doing some crazy ninja move around the tree now that makes sense that makes sense um so it's a lot easier in my mind and a lot of saddle hunters mind to shoot out of the saddle than it's more natural than shooting out of the tree stand 
No, I get your point there. I guess it'd be one of those things for the guys that are skeptic about that, which I was too. We talked about that on the phone a couple weeks ago. Um, I think you just got to try it, you know, and I haven't yet, but I think you I just got to. Well, that's the thing. And it's, if you have any safety harness with D-rings on, the, on its hips, go up in a tree and just put your feet on two stable platforms and shoot your bow or just lean back and hang off the tree. That's what it's like in a saddle. But ah, saddle okay. That's a, good, that's a good point. I, I will try that. Um, Jeff Southall, good buddy of ours. He's the actual the graphic designer for Lead Archery. He uh, Shout out to Jeff. Tree saddles are a great tool for getting back into the woods. I use them exclusively for a couple of years hunting down in the southern tier of New York. Uh, my only complaint would be pressure points on your hips. Uh, all the hunts might be tough. Good steps are important. I use the aluminum rapid rails, and they have worked well. So we've kind of already covered that. Yeah, the pressure on your hips is literally there's on most saddles there's two straps right against your hips and you loosen them or tighten them for pressure around basically your upper thighs or pressure around your hips and then every adjustment like I said an inch to two inches to three to four to half an inch from the prusing knot on your sling line will go a long way so it's like any little tiny adjustment a couple inches sends a whole different world of adjustment around your ass. Very cool. Um, so Justin Wilson adds, I'm ordering the new Manus this weekend. I feel that this will be an invaluable tool for packing in and trying to get close to bedded deer. Uh, John Robertson, coyote hunted from the saddle of a four-wheeler. Uh, okay, so he's being a smartass. Thank you, John. <laughs> um, Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for being here. Steve. New Steve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dave Searles, uh, we'll be bear hunting for a modified sit drag until I get my tethered mantis. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, a lot of people are jumping on that Tethered Nation stuff. And, no, nah, man, I, I appreciate it. So what, have, what haven't what have we covered about your steps or in saddle hunting in general? I know we kind of went off your steps and into the saddle hunting thing, but, you know, you know more about that than any of us, and you well, obviously have a ton of experience. Basically, the, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, the, the steps are a way to climb, and then they turn into – your platform for saddle hunting or just a way to get your tree stand. So basically it's kind of like an all-in-one. So I developed my system of running gun to, I have a set of steps. I hang, hang and bang. <laughs> I climb the, I climb the tree with my steps. So basically, you know, I show up to a property, say it's for my kayak or my truck. I walk into the property. My saddle is around my, is around my waist. It's already there. That's my tree stand, my safety line, my lines and belt, everything. I get to the tree. My set of steps are on my shoulder. My bow is on my backpack. I ascend the tree, and I never come back down because everything is on me. So it's like it's all in one. So my camera arm even attaches to the step. So basically the way I developed it was everything works with one climbing system. So you don't need extra screw-in bow hangers and extra crazy, you know, 15-pound muddy camera arms and all this stuff. So it's... It's just a simplistic way to hunt, and it lets you focus on the hunt and just actually hunt for real. All these, you know, it's not these commercials that you see where you just kind of get twisted. Right. No, I, dude, I like it. You got something, Cameron? Yeah. So I was thinking about scouting. I mean, with the saddle, since, I mean, essentially every tree is a, it could be a good tree to hang from. <clears throat> I mean, when you go into an area to scout for deer sign, are you just looking for sign and, you kind of just go into an area, find good sign, and then just keep moving. 
instead of like trying to find the perfect straight three to hang a stand in? No, the way the way basically the the main way I scout is during hunting season. So when I'm moving around and when I'm going from stand to stand, I kind of recognize where the sign is and where it happens. So if you see a bunch of scrapes and a bunch of rubs, well, you know most people think, oh, I got to set up here. Well, that already happened. Those rubs already happened. You know, there's not where I'm from. There's not many telephone post rubs around here where deer come back every time to rub and scrapes are mainly made by does around here and younger bucks so it's like when i'm scouting in the summertime i'm going into a property that i may not know and i'll carry a set of 12 or 16 with an aider and i'll blast into that property and i'll look for decent sign and i'll look for edges and funnels and i'll set up there but my main hunting method is to go in during the season and as i'm moving around going from sand to sand if i find a better spot I'll already have my system on my back so I can set up there right there for that night or that the next morning. So it's, you know, it's always evolving into the most simplistic way to have everything on you so that if you see a spot and you want to set up, you set up right there and then. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I love the idea of it. I think a lot of people from this episode, a lot of our listeners are going to be super interested in just the, just getting up in a stand, hanging, bang and go. Um, Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna make you the goal, man, to just get comfortable with those steps, and I'm gonna utilize them this season. And hopefully, I got a uh, 240 inch deer down. You know, October 5th. <laughs> Jesus, shoot, shoot what is that? Thursday? Shooting high, bro. <laughs> what the hell is October 5th? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. you know, you know, I'm I'm kidding, obviously, but you know, big mature deer of of anything I can get. You know, I I, I hang a lot of stands, man, and I, I want to be familiar with it and uh, make it happen. Yeah, let me know when uh, when the invite's up, and I'll come out there because a 130 inch deer here is a freaking giant. <laughs> That's, we talked to Walt, and Walt's like, "Man, if you kill a 110 inch deer where I'm at, you're doing something." And yeah, no, it's it's the same way here. I mean, 100 to 120, 30 inch deer here is like a, you know, it's a 200 inch deer out west. Damn, it, it, That's it, crazy. they're not around every tree around here either. But yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. It's uh, yeah, you know, deer the, out here deer here are eating twigs and berries and acorns and shitty ass hay fields that haven't been fertilized in 40 years <laughs> yeah no <laughs> doubt no doubt well i told walt i'm like hey once you make it up to illinois i was like we're trying to do some public land scouting for you so you can uh do your hustling so you have to come on out one of these days and yeah are you, I've been, go ahead i've been trying to get him up here for t- freaking two years and he's He's just a busy man, I guess. He's he's punching numbers and stuff and like doing white collar stuff, I think. Yeah, white collar yeah, is pretty fancy. Don't yeah, have time for that shit. He's like yeah. he grows a beard to kind of like try and cover that whole like yeah. the trail of bullshit. <laughs> his his beard on. is a legit beard. <laughs> it is pretty legit. <laughs> it is. Uh, no, I told him stop legit. stop looking for hunting sponsors. He needs a beard oil sponsor. Yeah, he yeah. does. He definitely does. That uh that long beard don't cover up that white collar, Walt. Yeah, I said that color. Long, hair, long I said, hair on that. Neck. I said color like I'm from Florida. What the fuck? Yeah, got <laughs> gold knolls, right? Well, thanks, man, for joining us, man. I feel like we covered a lot of good information, and I think people are going to learn a lot. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Hell yeah! Stick yeah, around on the yeah. phone. I'm going to do a circle here. Well, first, you got anything to add? Where can people find you? I know we covered a little bit at the beginning. Yeah, follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Wild Edge Inc., and uh, YouTube, and. You know, feel free to give us a call or email us and any questions you got. Awesome. 
Eric, you got anything to add? Yeah, I got a question. What is, uh, does Wild Edge working on anything right now that you can leak? Yeah, we're any new products. We've been I've been spending a lot of hours in the welding shop working on a new camera arm. So the biggest thing is, you know, I I looked at the muddy camera arm and I fumbled with every camera arm on the market, and I finally last season I made myself a camera arm out of aluminum that attaches to a tree with a step. So I'm you know, that was out of square tube. So now I'm working on new designs that is, you know, it's it's literally only 14 ounces and it's a three-foot camera arm that attaches with one step. So I'm working on a new design that will be even lighter than that and have full adjustment on the angle of the tree. So that's our next biggest step of our new products. Awesome. Very cool. Mustache Doug, porn stash Doug, I mean. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on, and I don't know. I might try the saddle on now. No, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, if you have any questions, let me know. Hey, maybe you won't break your pelvis from a saddle. Or in Steve's <laughs> words, you know what happened to you. Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> it's fine. Come on. Tank, you were there. No, every time I look at them, they're uh, more and more intriguing. So I think I'm going to end up in one. Hey, why is his name Tank? It's his last name. Oh, I was thinking he drank gear piss or something. <laughs> tank. T-A-N-K. Yeah. Okay. Not, not, not tanks. Not tanks. <laughs> All right. I appreciate it, guys. Steve, what do you got? Uh, just, uh, man, Andrew, I want to thank you uh, for coming on. Thank you for your service to this country. And, uh, you know, keep doing what you do, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it, man. Hey, don't hang up on us. Um, everyone listen hope you enjoyed this hope you learned a lot check out Wild Edge we'll link everything in the description of the episode also go back carbontv.com make a free account subscribe follow us whatever you gotta do watch that episode the next one's coming out in a couple weeks here uh, we got a good buck story episode coming for you subscribe give us five stars on the regular podcast we love you. you know what to do go shoot your bow I'm Will Cooper host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast for even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.